Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Scope. Today is just me, Dr. Raj, and I'll be going through Lakers big Anthony Davis's ongoing shoulder pain and discomfort. So let's go. So AD got injured during the Lakers' October 27th game against Charlotte on a play where he was trying to dunk a ball at full stretch, and he didn't get quite far enough, and so he hit the front of the rim. Ever since then, he's been having ongoing shoulder discomfort, and there's plays where you can tell he's really feeling some discomfort afterwards. And those plays tend to be ones where his arm is going overhead into end range. The team hasn't released any details on the full injury. And I actually have a video coming out for Laker Film Room that goes through this in video format if you prefer that. But based on his mechanism of injury or the way that he got hurt, with his arm being at full stretch and hitting the front of the rim, what that does is put what's called a radial force through your shoulder, where the shoulder, or the head of the humerus, which is part of the shoulder, gets pushed backwards into a piece of tissue within your glenohumeral shoulder joint called the labrum and can cause a tear in that labrum. And based on all the things that we've heard about the injury, AD has said that it was really painful at first and it's gone down. It tends to hurt him after plays, but then goes down, tends to hurt him after it cools down. It's more of a general generalized pain around the shoulder. It all tends to line up with a labral tear. Typically, in the case of moderate or severe tears, a player will need surgery. Now, with severe tears, if it if the shoulder is completely unstable, you definitely need surgery. With moderate tears in the NBA, we've seen multiple cases where you can manage the shoulder until the offseason. For example, Kobe back in 03 had a significant labral tear that he managed until after the playoffs and then had a procedure on it. AD had a labral tear on his left shoulder for three years and played through it. So it's something that is manageable with consistent treatment, and they'll be taping and reinforcing that shoulder as well. And part of it also for AD is understanding the risk-reward of some of his plays. I mean, part of what makes him such a special player is his unique motor and hustle, but he also has to understand there are some plays that just might not be worth it and cause pain in that shoulder. And additionally, there is going to be some sense of load management for AD with his short, with his sore shoulder. He now has a little bit of, of a rib injury, so he's sitting out the game versus the Warriors. And that makes sense. You have to look at the context of the game, and you have to look at 
And with the Lakers, their next game's not until Friday, so now he can get three full days of treatment, come back, and get out in front of the injury a little bit and be proactive. And that's what really load management's all about in the first place. It's proactively addressing something before it gets worse. And so with AD, with the labral issue, yes, it's something he's going to have to manage this entire season, but it's something that he certainly can manage. And again, as he said, it doesn't really affect him during the game except when he tweets it. And typically when he tweets it, and it's another reason why I believe it's a labral issue, is when he goes overhead with his arm, what's called arm flexion, with his hand turned into internal rotation and adduction, which puts stress on the backside of the shoulder into the labrum. And so that stress then re-aggravates the labrum, which then leads to pain. The shoulder joint in general is an extremely mobile joint, the most mobile joint in the body. There's not much contact between the head of the humerus, the upper arm bone, and the glenoid fossa, which is the shoulder socket, or to be considered more of a plate, because it relies a lot on the rotator cuff, which is four distinct muscles, the supraspinatus, infraspinatus, teres minor, and subscapularis to help stabilize it along with glenohumeral ligaments and then the labrum as well. And so it's going to be really important for AD and the training staff to continue to work on his rotator cuff strength and stability and, and also all the muscles that surround his scapula as well because the scapula is a critical part of the shoulder. The glenoid fossa, the socket, is actually part of the scapula. So the shoulder blade is, is a key aspect as well when it comes to treating this moving forward and reducing pain. And you want to keep reinforcing that with taping. I mean, a big reason why the team went out and got Judy Seto is her ability to manage injuries in season. Of course, you want to be able to prevent them and not have them occur in the first place. But these things happen. She has extensive experience managing these injuries as she was Kobe's lead therapist who dealt with and played through a ton of injuries. And so ideally, AD will get to the point where he's not having it flare up on him and he gets used to it. And again, going back to his previous left side, he was able to play through that. Now, we don't really know the extent of the tear side to side, which can dictate the level of symptoms and severity. On the left side, from my understanding, he wasn't really having any symptoms or instability. But then there came a point, I can't remember the year, where he was having a different procedure done anyways, and he decided just to do the left shoulder as well and knock out you know, two birds with one stone going under anesthesia. Might as well do both. And so it was never really something that he needed to do. And he's been pretty good at playing through injuries as well. Regardless of what we want to say about him, him being injury prone, part of which is because I believe he puts himself into really awkward situations. His combination of athleticism and length, 7-6 wingspan and speed for his size and skill level along with that motor really puts him into high risk situations and I mentioned this in basically every video or pod or anything when I speak on AD 
is understanding those risk-reward scenarios, as I already touched on, so I won't uh, beat a dead horse on that one, but it's so critical for him to realize the long game here. But it's also really, really difficult to take that sort of mentality out of a player. Of course, that's a mentality that you want, especially from your superstar, and he sets the tone for the rest of the team, but it can become that double-edged sword where that mentality can lead to unnecessary risk. That's something we also saw from Kobe where his mentality of always grinding through things eventually led to the point where he was picking up a lot of injuries and putting himself at a ton of risk, which then culminated with the Achilles tendon rupture where he was playing, you know, 48 minute games. He had off a sprained ankle, which which changes the mechanics of the of the ankle, puts more stress through the Achilles. That's a whole other podcast. But the point is that always grind through mentality is a great thing, but it could also be a negative thing. And I understand why AD wants to do it and prove to people that hey, I'm able to play through these games. And this dude is a leader extremely vocal and he has been on the court especially if you're at games you can hear how how communicative he is with the players he's extremely involved with talking to LeBron and calls out LeBron on things as well not in a negative manner just in a straight up you know matter of fact manner which is tremendous for their relationship and the team's relationship as well but and I understand he wants to play through things, but I don't think that's his driving force. He's always been playing through a lot of injuries. And I think he understands his body pretty well at this point as well. So all in all, you know, with the shoulder, with the labral issue, there's possibly some rotator cuff strain in there as well. I don't think I think that's very secondary, likely to the labrum. It's something he will have to manage going forward, but it is quite manageable when done correctly, and when you have a player who's disciplined in their ongoing rehab and strengthening, and you have a therapist and team of therapists like Judy Seto who are working daily on day-to-day assessment, on reducing pain, on improving mobility, on improving strength and reducing muscular imbalances and all those aspects. So it's something he can certainly manage moving forward And again, the team will keep an eye on it and most likely give him breaks. Not something that is ideal, but also not something that concerns me too much either. All right, that is it for this episode of The Scope. You can always catch me on social media, Instagram, Twitter, at 3CB Performance, 3 Charlie Beta Performance. And check out the YouTube channel, which goes by the same handle, as well. Until next time.